Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Pulse of St. Louis. Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. You know, Normandy Schools Collaborative is being recognized with the 2020 Dr. Rance Thomas Excellence and Community Partnership Award. Normandy was selected to receive this prestigious honor because of its commitment to student success in and out of the classroom. Joining me now, Shatana Stewart. She is the Marketing and Communications Coordinator with St. Louis Community College at Florissant Valley. Dr. Elizabeth Gassel Perkins. She is the President and Chief Academic Officer with St. Louis Community College, Florissant Valley. And Dr. Charles J. Pearson, Superintendent of Schools, the Normandy Schools Collaborative. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank Let's you. start the conversation talking about the award. Dr. Perkins, tell us the backstory on it and why was Normandy selected to receive this honor? Certainly. So uh, this is our third year giving this award. It's named after Dr. Rance Thomas, who a lot of people in the community know. He's the president of North County Churches United for Racial Justice and Harmony. Um, and so he has been partnering with us on our MLK celebration each year for the last 20 so years. Um, and so we wanted to create an award that would honor him, but then we could use each year to celebrate the excellent partners that we have in the community. Um, and so this year, Normandy Schools Collaborative was selected. They were an obvious choice. Um, the committee um, didn't even want to entertain other um, nominations <laughs> because when I gave uh, my nomination for Normandy, they were like, okay, we're done. All <laughs> right, that's um, it, right? <laughs> uh, they've been doing some incredible things in the community, um, and they have been one of our longest and strongest partners with our dual enrollment program, um, which is a program that allows students to earn college credits while still in high school. Awesome. Um, and so they're the incredible things that they've done. They were the first school district um, in Florissant Valley service area to have students graduate with their associate's degree at the same time as their high school diploma. The students actually graduated the same day um, at 5.30 from high school and at seven from STLCC. That is amazing. Dr. Pearson, you have got to be over the moon with this honor. We have been uh, with the honor, but also just with the opportunities that our young people have had. So yeah, absolutely. How excited are you about this? I'm very excited about it. Um, we. We, when this partnership began several years ago, the recognition was that we need to be creating as many opportunities for our young people as possible. So, of course, the first idea is that, you know, if you actually have college credit gained in high school, you're more likely to actually finish that four-year degree. So that was one piece. But what is also exciting now is that with this look at uh, really developing students to be ready for the workforce, mm -hmm. now in addition to our students pursuing those credits that would get them ahead on college credits and associates, later a bachelor's, they now can also pursue those kinds of courses that get them those industry-recognized re industry credentials. That means that there are multiple pathways our young people can take advantage of. So yes, very excited. Yeah, very so excited. tell me, your students that completed the program, <coughs> did they go on to four-year institutions Absolutely, well? Absolutely, they did. Uh, currently, they are at, a, we have a, one student at University of Missouri, St. Louis, uh, Mizzou, uh, and then the, uh, another student is at um, SIU Evansville. And, and the thing about education, as you all know, 
It's life-changing. Yes. Let's talk about that. It's, it's transformational. Um, it is a bridge. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later about our Dr. Martin Luther King program. The theme for this year is let's build bridges, not walls. And some of the programs that we have really give the students a bridge from high school to college. And once you have that bridge, you can go on to matriculate to higher paying jobs, which is what it's all about. And they can select, um, Dr. Perkins, a wide array right. of fields to enter. Right. Yes. Whether they want to be doctors or right. lawyers or accountants right. or engineers, they can do that. Absolutely. And the great thing I think about um, St. Louis Community College as a whole is it, it has an option for every person who wants to exit at any point. So if right. you want to come and get a one semester credential that's going to allow you to go directly to work, then you have that right. opportunity. Um, if you want to come and get a, a two-year degree that's going to prepare you for a four-year degree onto a doctorate, you can do that too. Right. Um, and so every option is available through STLCC. And then what are the requirements to actually participate in the program? Um, to participate in the dual enrollment program, uh, a student has to have at least a 2.0 GPA um, and be a junior or senior. They need to have permission, of course, from the high school and from their parent. Um, and then they have to have certain requisite test scores depending on which courses that they're taking. Um, so they have to meet the same credentials that our college students have to meet. Um, and then if they take courses through dual credit, which is when we offer the courses at the high school through the high school instructors, those instructors have to meet the same credentials as our professors do. And so there is quality control through right. every aspect of the program. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Pearson, give us a sense of how are your students doing in the classroom academically and how well are they performing on the state exams? Well, um, I'll be candid. Uh, we're build, rebuilding a system. You know, uh, this is my fifth year in the seat and we clearly have rebuilt every program that's there. So um, I, I treat our, our district really like a startup company. We had two great years and now we're having to restructure some programs as well, but what we have committed to doing is still providing the kinds of opportunities that we've just been talking about. So um, in, in terms of doing that, we recognize that what we need to also add at the campus is access to even the dual credit courses mm -hmm. because we have students um, who may not be headed for the college campus yet, but still need access to that kind of quality program at campus. So we've identified 26 of our staff who can qualify to become dual credit teachers and then realigning those courses up with the courses that, 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 that Florida, Florida Valley offers to be sure that that quality then comes back to our regular system as for our students who are on campus as well as those students who are currently leaving the campus. And you were talking about creating opportunities. Your students had an opportunity to perform at Carnegie Hall. Carnegie Hall. Yes. Carnegie Hall. Yes. Can I just say that one more time? You can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Our fine arts program, um, with all of the changes that have happened in Normandy, that program has continued to be stellar. You know, even, even yesterday, we, we had our winter concert at the high school last night, and during the day, we had a college that just dropped by, offered student scholarships, five students, as a matter of fact, during the day. So that model has just been consistent there. I, I can't overemphasize this reality. I, we have some very resilient children. We have some children who have indeed demonstrated some brilliance. What we're working to do is create a system where all children recognize they have that possibility and then also expose them to as much as possible. So this is certainly one partnership that we offer, but the whole idea of uh, taking students to places like Cortex so they can be encounter um, entrepreneurs, uh, recognize that the world they live in is not the only world that exists. That's really become our whole new mission for the district. Yeah, Shatana, that exposure is vitally it's important. It yeah, is it's critical. critical. It's critical. Talk a little bit more about that and why it's so. 
Well, um, it's just it's just great for students to be exposed to all sorts of careers and trades. And so you can find those sort of things at St. Louis Community College. It's good for people to just go out and experience different things in life. So we definitely want Normandy students and everybody in our sub area to come, come out and, and learn about those things. And then the parents also have to be involved. Talk about how important it is for parents to be involved. It's critical um, from when students are in grade school, K through 12, with, with uh, homework, through extracurricular activities, that parent involvement piece is critical. Mm -hmm. Just for uh, parents to know what their students are interested in and then making sure those interests blossom, exposing them to Carnegie Hall, right. exposing them to the Science Center. Right. All the different wonderful opportunities we have here in the state of Missouri, opening the students' minds up to those things are critical. Yeah. And then Dr. Perkins, give me a sense of what are some of the new programs that are involved at your school now? Um, so we have a lot of different programs for students who are in dual credit, dual enrollment, all the way up through um, our regular students. So um, we have the programs that I mentioned earlier, the certificate and the workforce programs. But for students who want to do things outside of the academic realm, um, they can do study abroad programs. So we send students to um, Costa Rica. We sent students to Spain and Italy last year. Um, we have a long-standing program through uh, Canterbury Exchange where the students go and stay there for a longer time in England. Um, and so we have study abroad, we have honors programs. Um, several of Dr. Pearson's students were just uh, inducted into Phi Theta Kappa last week, um, which was exceptional um, because those students are performing at a really high level at college while they're still in high school. Um, so it, anything you want to do, we have um, animation clubs for students. Um, and so we try to really tap into their interests both inside and outside of the classroom. Um, and we're working on uh, partnerships to send more of our students to other places too. And so a lot of the Normandy students um, are a part of a program now that takes them on different field trips. They go to see other four-year institutions because we want them to transfer. Uh, we take them to places um, like Forest Park, the History Museum, so that they see the full scope of the city. And that is so amazing, and that is such a great lesson for them to have that kind of exposure. Right. To your point, Dr. Pearson, it gives them an opportunity to know that there's so much more that is going on in our world. Right. You know, and right here in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. You know, we often use the language in education or habits of mind. Um, when I sat with the students last semester, just wanted to sit with them, so I visited them on campus. We all did lunch together just to talk. And I listened to them talk about the fact that the value of this is that, wow, you know, we, we're in college. We now know we can make it in college. We're sitting with older people who are going through college. We now know we can do college-level work and interact with college professors. Then they begin to talk to me, how can we get other students to be aware of this so that they'll apply? And then they talked about the fact, let's be sure we also let parents know. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, so several years ago, we, we did the calculation. Over $183,000 was saved by families whose children were participating in this program. That's the kind of thing that a parent can connect with. Right. Right. And so the young people would just, they put all those things out on the table. I just sat there and took notes. But they recognize it. We'll come back. We'll talk. So they were just really clear about the fact that people need to know the value of this experience. And it sounds like they know. They do. They do. They do. It, it's, it is fun to look at them and think about it because for some of them, they had to recognize the time management skills. Mm -hmm. They had to get. Don't they, we all? they had to recognize. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the tenacity they needed to show that if there was a struggle in a class, the tutoring they needed to to pursue, and yet they had done it. And once you know you can do, you know, I often talk about the fact that for our young people, we have to first introduce them to what exists, and then give them some kind of an immersion experience like this, or an internship or apprenticeship, and then actually do that deep dive training so they can do it. Because many children just don't know what exists. Right. 
They don't know. And it's nice to have that support system in place, yes. Shatana, to yeah. help them. And yes. A to Z, there are different career paths from actor to yes. zoologist. Yes. And unless you're yes. exposed to it, you yes. don't really know that you could yes. have been an actor. You could have been a zoologist or mm -hmm. biologist. Or yes. Right. Yeah. And then, Dr. Perkins, tell me about that financial aspect. Are there scholarships available to help support the students financially? Because I know there's a cost involved. Yeah, there is. So um, for some of our districts, uh, the district has been very generous in paying the cost of the participation in the program. Um, but for the districts who can't afford that, um, we have two different scholarship options. So for dual credit students, the college now offers what we call the Jumpstart to College Scholarship, and it uh, covers the cost of dual credit tuition for up to six hours each semester for students um, if they qualify for free and reduced lunch. So those students can come and take dual credit completely for free. Um, the dual enrollment program in uh, the Florissant Valley Service Area and in our Forest Park Service Area, we have um, an endowed scholarship for some of those students. And so if they also qualify for free and reduced lunch, then we have a scholarship to help those students reach those goals. Um, the Emerson STEM Academy, which is another program that we offer, also provides uh, not scholarships, but financial support in the form of tuition, or sorry, textbooks and materials and supplies, because sometimes the cost of the textbook can be even more than the tuition, because the college has discounted the cost for dual credit and dual enrollment. Uh, dual credit's only $25 per credit hour, which is incredible because yes. a lot I of know, right? yes. a lot of yes. colleges yes. for the same credit it's m several hundred dollars per credit hour so it's twenty five dollars for dual enrollment the cost this year is sixty five fifty per credit hour so mm -hmm. it, it, it's an incredible savings just participating in the program right. and if students are you know really yeah. diligent and then participate in A plus they can come and finish that credential completely essentially for free so. that is awesome mm -hmm. that is so awesome got to take a break stay with us when we come back we'll tell you about a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. program you don't want to miss. Stay with us. We are back in a moment. Welcome back to the Pulse of St. Louis. You know, St. Louis Community College, Florissant Valley, and North County Churches Uniting for Racial Harmony and Justice are preparing for their annual Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. celebration. This is going to be a big event. You don't want to miss it. And Shatana is going to tell us all about it right now. <laughs> yes, I am so excited to invite all of your viewers to St. Louis Community College at Florissant Valley in our Terry M. Fisher Theater. We are going to celebrate like we haven't before. Uh, we have Carol Daniel, who's the news anchor at KMOX. She's going to be our keynote speaker. This year we're going to talk about let's build bridges, not walls. Um, we're going to have our students with NCCU deliver their oratorical speeches, which is always just a delight to see the next generation talking about Dr. Martin Luther King and his legacy. Um, we have the Normandy Schools Collaborative, which we are so thrilled to award with the Dr. Rance Thomas Community Partnership Award. So they have done great work making sure their students have access to higher education, uh, some graduating with their associate's degree at the same time as their high school diploma which is outstanding. So we're gonna recognize them. It's gonna be a delightful afternoon. We're gonna have a choir sing, band performances. There's an opportunity to really live out Dr. King's legacy by bringing a donation to our Archer's Market, which is really a food pantry. So people can bring food items, anything but canned vegetables, because we do have a lot of those, um, but hygiene items and uh, self-stable foods can be brought to the Archer's Market. And all of this benefits students, correct? All of this benefits students. That's awesome. How great is the need, Dr. Pearson? For children, um, our population, um, one hundred percent free reduced lunch children. That's a measure of poverty. It is not a measure, and I have to consistently say this, it is not a measure of intellectual capacity. 
but it is a measure of the challenges that they have to face. And that kind of child coming from that kind of setting often comes with trauma and comes with those basic needs. So uh, when I hear about what's going to be going on around supporting children in this vein, I think about the work we've been doing in the 24-1 and our partnerships with providers, but recognizing that when you meet these needs of children, you then free them up to be able to do the things they need to do to pursue the education that's going to change their life. So many of our children, they may get to this level, but they're still wrestling with those other pieces too. So, but we support that level of resiliency. That's why I was excited to really hear about how this particular uh, model is going to be supporting children who are part of the program. Yeah, because it's hard for children to sit in the classroom and concentrate on learning when their stomach's growling and yeah. they're hungry. Yeah, the reality is, uh, uh, years and years ago, Maslow said, you have to have the fundamental needs met first. Mm -hmm. And those needs, actually, for many of the children we serve, are both physiological but also psychological. You know, because trauma is, is, is dealing with, it, it, it raises stress levels. Some children actually cross the threshold, already stressed. You create spaces to calm that down, you meet those needs, and then they can access what they need to access. Because I can't overemphasize, it is not that they lack intellectual capacity. Right. It's that they have to push through many barriers. And so I'm, I'm excited anytime I see a partnership. The thing we often think about when we think about Dr. King, we often think just political, but it was very much about human rights, mm -hmm. and it was very much about economic development. Absolutely. Very much about those things. You can't really separate those anymore. It's a, it's a false economy when we do that. So it makes this day a really good day. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think some of the music of that day is actually our jazz band. Absolutely. Oh, yes. is so, that right? So, so, be performing, so it's going to yeah, be a so, treat. So just, yeah. just to brag a little bit, they, mm -hmm. they're beyond phenomenal. And I'll, stop <laughs> I'll stop there. Of you course. No, I'll stop there. I'll no, stop you there. have every right to brag. I'll Absolutely. I'll stop there. But I want to talk about something that you were touching on when we talk about our students and they're dealing with trauma because yes. a lot of them are. And yes. There's a lot of stress. Yes. And I, I think sometimes um, they are <clears throat> labeled. Yes. And it's. I think it's inappropriate because yes. sometimes you don't know what's going on in a child's home. Right. And so when they are acting out, so to yes. speak, in class, it's yes. not that they are acting out to be disruptive. Perhaps yes. they can't find their voice or express what they're really going through yes. and what they're feeling inside. Right. And sometimes our students get mislabeled as yes. such. So how do you deal with that? Well, well there are a number of things. Interestingly enough, in, in every reform in education, you actually start with the adults. Because so, so our district, not unlike several other districts, but our district in particular began about three years ago giving every adult in the district, that means support staff, certified staff, teachers, bus drivers, everyone, what we call Brain 101. Here is what trauma is. Here is the stress that it causes. And then here is how it can manifest itself. So then if I know that a child crossing the threshold has come through trauma, perhaps it's a, an incarcerated parent, Perhaps it's just simply, I'm not sure where I'm going to be living tonight, or I'm not sure where my next meal is going to come from. That child walks in with that. It's important that the adult knows how not to trigger. Because once the trigger takes place, then the child responds to the trigger. Now, it's a challenge. Because many times when something happens, we adults will think that this is being directed at me when it's not really about the adult. Now, it doesn't mean the child doesn't have to be taught how to self-regulate. As one of my principals often said, many of us have craziness in life. We have to equip children on how to manage their crazy because they still have to be successful. They still have to be able to access programs like we're talking about. They still have to be independent, solid citizens, and they have to manage their crazy in a way that doesn't hurt others. Right. So the training is there. The resources are there. We have about 39 providers we partner with in the Normandy Schools Collaborative meeting the basic needs, 
behavioral specialists, the psychological needs, because those are barriers. And once you can eliminate those barriers, you can then equip students to be able to access the intellectual. How many students do you have? There are 3,300 students in the Norman Schools Collaborative. 3,300? 3,300. And, uh, you know, because, again, some of the challenges we mentioned, mobility rate means that there are many of those students, not all, I always emphasize that as well, moving in and out. And so children who have a high mobility rate actually sometimes have, have challenges connecting with people long-term relationships may be more prone to act out again because of the trauma that comes from moving around. So we have to work on and we have continued to work on equipping the adults to be able to support the child as we teach the child how to become more effective at self-regulating. And that's not just specific to us, candidly, it's not just specific to one race, it is across the spectrum in our culture now, you know. So what are some our of job, the I'm sorry, go ahead Dr. Pearson, I mean well, to our job is to equip adults to equip students to be sure they're successful. Yeah. yeah. What other challenges are you facing? What are some specific what, challenges? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I, I think uh, we, we've identified, for example, those percentages of our children that are in need of basic uh, foods like meals. Um, we're dealing now, interestingly enough, in a partnership with Operation Food Search. Our high school sits in a food desert, meaning that within, I think the metric is two miles, there's not like access to A grocery to store, fresh yeah, exactly. vegetables and fresh So yeah, we have fruits. partnered with Operation Food Search on several levels. Um, we are, we, there's a nutrition program going. The target is about 50 students who will be identified, who, well, and I think about 30 have already been identified, where there's fresh food going home weekly, but they also have access, have access to a nutrition class, and they're being taught how to actually cook and prepare healthier meals. Um, we're also exploring the idea of actually turning the high school, a portion of it, into a learning farm. Really? Yes. The idea began to surface and germinate and it's just taken off. The idea, imagine that, a high school that is directly connecting to the agriculture sciences industry. And this is a hub. This is a hub. This St. Louis area is a hub for that. You know, imagine a the garden there. Imagine students learning all their courses and so forth while actually doing uh, horticulture work. And then being able to apply that in, in other spaces and then connecting themselves to industry. So looking at that, we've had uh, funders already step up because the idea is exciting for a lot of people. Um, and and, and it, it, it's a logical thing. And students said, we want to do this because we want to be a part of a solution to the food desert challenge. We want to do this because we also want to redefine how our school is look, looked mm -hmm. upon. And those are student ideas. So there's been a core of students, about 20 of them, who have went on, visited five urban farms this past summer to see what it looked like to actually be farming in an urban area. Uh, everything from hydroponics, you just name it. That's exciting. That is exciting. Oh, I could and talk all yeah. day about <laughs> really all about the possibilities right. of that and student voice around why they do it. So mm -hmm. the goal is about two years out to be able to do it, but we actually have a grant now, somebody surveying the land. Uh, there's a so you've identified land? Oh, oh well, yeah, there's a, we, we, a, a section of the campus is just waiting for it. So doing that survey now, uh, we worked with another designer who has actually took the student ideas and drafted several professional site drawings of what it all could look like. Students have developed a logo. I mean, all of the business aspects associated with this, they've having a chance to explore because every expert that's come in, they said, we want to talk to them. That is amazing. They, it is amazing. And well, we're excited about it. Just, mm -hmm. They're, they're jumping, we want to be sure we dot I's, you know, cross T's, and then be sure it all connects to what we want to do around STEM, and what we want to do around just those fundamental basic classes as well. But our students, students in general look for relevance. 
Yes, absolutely. And I want to talk a little bit more about that after yeah, break. Got to take yes, a break. Stay yes. with us. We're back in a moment. You're absolutely right. And if you give them an opportunity to share, they will tell you. To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for The Pulse of St. Louis. Dr. Pearson, before we went to break, we were talking about our students wanting to be relevant. Tell me about that. You were making a point before we went to break. Well, again, the idea that we were discussing around beginning the teaching farm uh, was the idea about them recognizing that the district, rather the high school system, a food desert. So many of them also come from contexts where they know that food shortage is a challenge. So the idea, broadly speaking, is then, so if we actually begin raising food here, and then using that food, applying that food, allowing people to actually have a farmer's market here where they can come and access it, we will have actually contributed to a solution to the problem. And so that idea of relevance is just that. Students, uh, making sense of the world and figuring out how they can make an impact, that, that is what drives them. We sometimes uh, give them, um, we shortchange them in our expectations of what they're able to do and even have an interest in doing. So I've enjoyed these particular conversations with these young people because I've seen their learnings, but more importantly, I've seen their brainstorming. Awesome, yeah. love it. Shatana, real quickly, tell us about the MLK celebration. When is it going to be, where is it going to be? And it's free and open to the public, correct? It is free and open to the public. <clears throat> the celebration is January 21st. It starts at five with a reception. Six o'clock, the program starts, runs till 7.30. It's at St. Louis Community College at Florissant Valley in our theater, <clears throat> Terry and Fisher Theater going to be awesome. I think it will be awesome. I thank you all so much for being here and thank you for joining us for the Pulse of St. Louis. I will see you next time. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.